0: Hello, and welcome to Smashed, a podcast about gin and the 4077. I am one of your hosts, Ian E. Muller.
1: And I am Ellie Collins.
0: And today we are talking about episode one, no, ten. I haven't (laughs) even really been drinking, Jesus. (laughs) Episode ten from season one, I Hate a Mystery. Uh, First of all, I want to say thank you. Uh, We took a little bit of a break. We had to do a bunch of stuff this summer with uh, conventions and work and I guess you could call it a little bit of a mid-season break but we are back.
1: Yes, glad to be back. Glad that everything that was keeping us away is all resolved uh and done for now. For now. Uh summers will probably continue to be pretty crazy for us but we're good for the for the rest of the year.
0: Is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah. So uh just to cl- clue everyone in, um if you are new to Smashed, we are going to be drinking gin and gin-based cocktails and watching episodes of MASH and then giving you our commentary on them. Uh for this episode, we are drinking Aviation American Gin, uh which I've I think I found is my favorite uh like keeping it in the bar gin
1: interesting yeah this is the ryan reynolds gin
0: yeah thanks ryan reynolds <laughs> hashtag not sponsored
1: i i don't like gin but the strawberry daiquiri that you make me with it is really good well cheers
0: <laughs> we're drinking both drinking from plastic glasses so that was not <laughs> very uh satisfying very clink clink <laughs> But yeah, uh let's jump right into it and talk about episode ten of season one.
1: Yeah, it it's weird because I with us taking a break, I kinda fell back into that trapping of I remember certain characters and certain things and I completely forget about other characters and other things. So like I completely forgot that we still had Trapper.
0: And <laughs> you were you were just expecting to jump straight into like BJ and uh, Colonel Potter.
1: Yeah, like I, I was kind of disappointed actually. <laughs> uh,
0: I mean, it is a good episode though.
1: It's a it's a good episode. Um, I'm just uh, I'm pulling up my notes actually. I just no, yeah, you're, you're good. This episode had like a couple. Things that I didn't really like, though I like, I like the performances in this episode. There's a bunch about this episode I don't like.
0: Interesting. Okay.
1: Um, I do
0: appreciate that this is a return to just like because the last couple episodes are very heavy. Yeah. With like Henry, please come home and a couple other ones. Like they're they're heavy for early Mash, which is to say not super heavy until we get to, uh, I think the end of this season. Um, yeah, but it's they were more serious and now we're back into it like pure shenanigans fun silly episode
1: yeah um in a way (laughs) um i will say uh my (laughs) my only compliment to frank so far is that vice ridden degenerate is just a raw as fuck insult and i love it (laughs) that is a good one i love that insult Um,
0: so what what don't you like about this episode or do you want to like cover that as we get to those points?
1: We'll cover it as we, as we get through it. Okay. Cause it kind of comes and goes throughout. So we start with, uh, the first, so this episode is about a rash of theft in the camp. Yep. And they blame Hawkeye for it. Mm Mm-hmm. So first is the sterling silver frame on Frank's portrait of his mom. Yep. That very classic uh, humor for the time, the very prop comedy and physical humor that he grabs the picture and then realizes there's mm-hmm. no frame on it. There's just something yeah. like it's a stupid uh, joke, but there's something really classic to that era of it.
0: I agree. Um, they also they also hammer that joke in several times through this episode, but they 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 master that like they don't do it too many times. Yeah, which I appreciate um so yeah so uh it's, it's frank's sterling silver frame
1: and then it's uh margaret's brushes
0: which if i can uh, brushes are not a very uh good spanking instrument i expect better for margaret <laughs> <laughs>
1: um yeah and then
0: uh is it, the next one's the blake's
1: r- stolen reel yeah which so one thing i didn't like about about this part uh it's never really addressed uh like so everyone talks so much about frank and margaret cheating yeah with each other
0: that's never addressed that blake is cheating
1: blake is cheating even on a romantic level like that scene is very sweet and very Mm -hmm. romantic and it
0: yeah no blake's not a good person
1: blake is horrible i hate everything about him it really is a stark contrast when you get potter (laughs) yeah when you get potter who loves his wife so much and talks about her so Mm -hmm. happily that blake is just a scumbag
0: it's it it reminds me of like mad men covers this really well where like it's almost expected of men from that era to cheat
1: Mm mm-hmm that should be our next podcast. Drink whiskey and watch Mad Men. Yes, please. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna have a whole series of podcasts that are just the only time I ever drink. Yeah, probably.
0: <laughs> uh, although I have a question, and you can probably answer this: How do you stuff a fish? Do you uh, just lacquer it.
1: So it, it is. It is an actual process uh, with taxidermy. Um, I hate that. Like I've. <laughs> I have so much weird spots of knowledge. It's like, and now for Ellie's taxidermy corner. Um, no, you can stuff a fish and then you do lacquer it to keep all the scales okay, on. Okay, so you so you are
0: basically lacquering a fish.
1: You will stuff it traditional taxidermy style, but the problem with scales is that as they dry out, they yeah. flake off. Yeah. So then you have to lacquer it to seal all of your work in. That's why they're still, like, full. Is They're still... Um, they're sense. still being stuffed so that they have, like, their mouth open yeah. and everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I was... have seen some bad, some bad fish taxidermy. You can also hear our dogs, who uh, are very upset that we're recording a podcast and not playing with them. <laughs> but yeah, like, Trapper's just so gross and... You and Blake? It, no. I mean, Trapper next, is too. Because next we move into Trapper missing his watch. Um,
0: That's right. Yeah,
1: and it's just him like perving on that woman and getting handsy, and it's like it's. I feel like Trapper is that like because at least Hawkeye it was like this endearment in the rejection of it, mm-hmm. where Trapper is just kind of gross about it, and it it reminds me of rewatching Harrison Ford stuff,
0: uh, like
1: rewatching yeah. Blade Runner.
0: <laughs> yeah, rewatching early Indiana like. Anything Early Indiana Marianne, Jones where
1: you're like she's underage, this <laughs> is disgusting. Yeah, the
0: minute you're like, wait a minute, she was twelve. Yeah. Good. Yep. Yeah. Uh yeah. no, that's valid. Uh still,
1: I just feel like I feel, like, I feel like they want me to find Trapper charming and endearing, and I just fucking don't. Yeah, no. He's you just, really don't. He's just gross. Um yeah. and then the uh stizzle swick is gone. The stizzle
0: swick? I I need a stizzle swick
1: the I will say the swick is the second I started suspecting who it actually was mm-hmm. but I suspected that person early on but suspected them in a way of like that's the obvious answer, but I really hope it isn't for all of the uncomfortable implications that come with it.
0: I think they do a good job with it
1: mm. ish 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 it's later mash would have handled the episode better
0: agreed 100 um
1: and then i did have
0: a moment where i was trying to remember if this is the first episode they introduce uh the cia guy
1: oh yeah no not yet
0: it's not i don't think he's even in season one i think he's in like two or three but i was just like
1: because i thought he showed up when bj was there
0: he's in numerous episodes
1: no, but I mean, like, I thought he first showed up, like, after BJ was a part of the cast. Uh, then we've got where they uh, have the meeting and turn the lights off.
0: Henry is obviously an only child for thinking that would work. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I say as an only child. Yeah, no, like,
1: <laughs> I have siblings and that shit would not have worked Henry. at all.
0: That's just how more things get stolen. <laughs>
1: Which is what happened. Or, if you have siblings like mine, in the dark is when you plant the evidence on somebody else. Exactly. <laughs> um, like, yeah, sure, I'll return the items, but in my brother's jacket pocket. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, more bags, and uh, even Henry's spoon gets stolen in the dark, and mm. thus kicks off the in thorough turndown of everybody's area.
0: Which I think this is our first introduction to Radar's teddy bear.
1: I actually marked that down. That is. That's the reveal of Radar's teddy bear. Um, love that for him.
0: <laughs> it is a more interesting character than Radar.
1: <laughs> it is. Honestly, the <laughs> the arc of that teddy bear is more satisfying.
0: It really is.
1: I, I'm i sure my bitching about uh, the death of Radar's character is over the years will come up uh, frequently yeah. throughout the show. Um, yeah. Radar also hits that, that spot of Trapper of, uh, I feel like the show wants me to feel a way about him, and I just don't.
0: I think you do in season one, and then it goes away.
1: Yeah. Season one, where he's very competent and endearing, and then by the time you get to the end, he's just kind of a shitheel. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Um, And then we find that all of the items were hidden in Hawkeye's footlocker.
0: Which is the biggest plot hole of the episode because they should all know Hawkeye well enough that he would not have just so nonchalantly opened his footlocker if he knew those items were in there.
1: That's... I actually wrote that down that part of what makes this really annoying is everyone believing it was Hawkeye when there's no logic to it. There's like... Hawkeye never snuck into Margaret's tent. She would have known that. Like...
0: Margaret... To be fair, Hawkeye snuck into Margaret's tent regularly to play pranks on her that he then took credit for. Because that's the other thing. Hawkeye always takes credit for his shenanigans because he's proud of them.
1: Yeah, I just mean, like, the stuff that that he stole... Was all shit that was going to be stolen by someone who clearly was not going to be noticed. Yeah. It was somebody who was essentially invisible to the rest of the camp. Yep. Um,
0: <laughs> Which. Mm.
1: Uh, I, and I put down, though, that uh, his conversation with Father Mulcahy mm-hmm. is exactly as wonderfully awkward as impromptu counseling from a father is. It's, it was perfect because I've never had, I've never had a minister of any kind, uh, like just give unsolicited advice in a way that wasn't like so endearingly awkward where they're just like, I can tell your stress is like, no, no, we're not doing this. We're
0: not doing this right now. Father,
1: (laughs) father, no, uh, (laughs) um, so I just I love that Father Mulcahy is like weirdly you know so they made him very non non-denom- non non denominational it's hitting um, but yeah uh, they made him non denominational but he's still clearly Catholic oh yeah um, but somehow he manages to encompass the personality of every priest brother minister rabbi. And deacon that I've ever known. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, he is... He is the best parts of all of their personalities meshed together. And it just cracks me the fuck up. I love it. Um, And then we have... uh, there, There's my note. The whole camp thinking it's Hawkeye is weird. Yeah. Because there's so, so little logical setup for how he could have done it.
0: Mm-hmm. The one thing that I... I- cackle about in this episode every time is when he leaves surgery after they're keeping track of, like, every instrument that he uses. Uh-huh. And you can... It's the first time on the show, and one of the only times, honestly, it's so clear that the backdrop is painted. hmm It's like, ah, yes, that is very two-dimensional. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, that scene is just from, like, just keeping track of every instrument he uses. It's like... It's so weird.
1: Yeah, like because also if it, if
0: it feels like it falls very sh- flat as a gag, so which just makes it a very weird scene.
1: Well, and radar following him every second, mm-hmm. like it. It feels like the episode was not very well thought through. Like, oh. like yeah. they had a good pitch for an episode idea, but the follow through on it just fumbles. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we. Uh, We get Hawkeye's very brilliant setup, actually, for
0: the. Before we before we get to that, the when he uh, right before that, when um, sorry. Radar's in the shrub. Oh, yeah. And he stops the nurse at the uh, tent for the movie. And yeah. she just does that like snap psych eval that is so spot on <laughs> for <Yep>. him.
1: <laughs> yeah, read him for filth.
0: Absolutely
1: loved it. Yeah, uh, but,
0: but yeah, no, he, his his setup for that is very like brilliant Agatha Christie level. Like
1: yeah, like flicking on the intercom, making mm-hmm. sure that the whole camp knows where the items are hidden. Yep. Uh, because at first you're like, well, why would he tell everyone in the camp? Um, Because a classic mystery thing would be to tell 10 different people 10 different locations and see who goes to their location and then you got them. But just allowing the person to steal them and then bluffing about the uh, chemical that will turn the fingernails blue.
0: Yep. um, Yep. And it's very... It rem- it's very much a nod to Agatha Christie, I feel like. Yeah. Which is fun, but then also <laughs> during that entire scene, just the length of the cigarette changing randomly. I have,
1: I have a note on that too. Sometimes the cigarette is full length, sometimes it's like about, about to, to burn. burn his fingers. Yeah, sometimes you're worried about those wool <laughs> gloves he's wearing. Yep. Uh and then we get to the reveal because Ho John was trying to hide his fingernails.
0: Yep. Which I appreciate that even, like, Frank and Margaret look sad about that. Because yeah. everyone loves Hojohn.
1: And that's why I don't like that it was Hojohn. That makes uh, sense. Because at the beginning, it's like, oh, there's a thief in the camp. And it's like... It, it, the second that it's, oh, there's a thief in the camp, my immediate thought, because I don't remember this episode, um, was like, I'm going to be really upset if it's Ho because it it brings this whole like the criminal is the poor person of color,
0: mm, yeah,
1: on the set, and that just gets done to death in media so much that it's just really gross. And then the second that the stizzleswick Swick went missing, I was like, "Fuck!" It is Ho John, yeah. And I just don't like that whole situation. I would have preferred if it was, like, Frank stole all of it, setting up himself as the first one to get extra money to buy his wife a birthday gift. And he's trying to not tell Margaret, so he set it up as theft. Like,
0: Yeah, or to even to buy Margaret something.
1: Yeah, like... It could have been any of the core cast yeah. for any number of reasons. The fact that it was Hojon just feels gross.
0: Yeah, it's poor. It's poorer writing than they do in later seasons. Because like in later seasons, it would have been like um, Rizzo or yeah, um, the...
1: Once the cast actually grew.
0: Yeah, the cook. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, Whose name I'm blanking on right now. The one who wrote the cookbook that I own. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But yeah, like, it's not lazy writing. It's just predictable writing, which is sad.
1: It's predictable writing, and it's uncomfortable predictable writing. Yep. It's, oh, who are we going to pin as a thief in this show? Oh, is it the poor person of color that we've been using as, like, a house servant the whole time? Mm
0: Mm-hmm yeah yep
1: but overall i think it's a solid b plus episode
0: it's better than some of the other ones this season
1: yeah 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 yeah. season one is rough (laughs) i'm forgetting how like i forgot how rough season one is
0: it's good enough to keep you invested to drive through to later seasons but it's definitely trial and error
1: I think uh, my interest in M.A.S.H. growing up was very much uh, benefited by watching it in randomized reruns on TV land. Like that I never had to watch it in order. Oh yeah, definitely. Because I think if my grandfather just made me watch season one in order all the way through, I Mm -hmm. would not have liked it. But like, I think my first episode was was a Father Mulcahy heavy episode like one that was about him which he
0: is your favorite character so that makes sense
1: yeah um well he's my favorite mm-hmm. character because he is the most like people i know mm-hmm. and um then just hawkeye being near identical to my grandfather <laughs> like in personality um especially in the later <laughs> season trust me you would have loved my grandfather he was an absolute prankster there are so many jokes that now that I'm older, I realize we're actually dirty jokes.
0: Well, let me ask you let me ask you a question. Since we already talked about Mad Men, which character on Mad Men is your grandfather most similar to?
1: Oh, Sterling. One hundred percent.
0: Yeah, I would have loved With, your grandfather. Without without <laughs> question he is
1: Sterling. Because
0: there are certain characters I relate to. <laughs> <laughs> and it's Hawkeye and Sterling.
1: You know what they say ladies marry a man who's like your father and my grandfather was like my father so
0: <laughs> wow womp, womp. yeah <laughs> but yeah yeah no uh, it's 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 not it's not the it's not one of the weakest episodes of the early seasons no, but it's not... I think it's
1: just it's a symptom of a weak season <sighs> yeah and it's, it's a symptom it's a of season that's still trying to figure out what it is it's, yeah
0: the show's still trying to find itself and it does take some time but
1: It also feels such a good job of it. (laughs) The show, I think, like almost immediately after season one. So I wonder if season one was filmed like in a bit of a vacuum. Mm. Like, Like the pilot got picked up. They filmed all of season one before it went to air.
0: Yeah, that makes sense.
1: It feels like so then they had no feedback from viewers. Yeah. Whereas later on they clearly like started kind of following who liked who mm-hmm. what was the general opinion oh people think this character is really shitty so we're gonna like have them a humanizing episode they, they seem to do the dance of listening to the public a little bit more
0: have you seen the movie
1: it has been ages
0: okay cause I mean I feel like the movie very much sets the tone for season one and then they try to make the show it's own thing
1: Eh, yeah. After that, it just it feels like season one was made in a vacuum with no yeah. audience reaction. Oh yeah, definitely. because you can tell in season two almost immediately stuff starts changing. Yeah. Um. Soon, soon Frank will be gone.
0: <laughs> Only a few more seasons.
1: It's, the countdown has begun. Uh, and I and I always am gonna feel conflicted about fucking hating Henry because. His actor's a sweet bean. Yeah. Rest his soul. Um,
0: I mean, so is Frank's, to be fair.
1: <laughs> I have seen less content of that man. Fair. Um, fair. But, you know...
0: I mean, there's stories about the fact that everyone was legitimately, like, heartbroken when uh, Larry Linville leaves the show, and they were not when Radar left the show, so... That's
1: because Radar's a little prick. <laughs> but... uh <laughs> But no, like, I, I feel bad how much I hate it. It's a Joffrey effect, where it's oh, like... Oh, yeah, yeah. I absolutely can appreciate that the kid who plays Joffrey is a wonderful kid, brilliant theater kid. I just... Oh, his face makes me angry.
0: <laughs>
1: but but I'm not a, in the class of people that would, like, mistreat him, because I think that's weird.
0: That's super weird and parasocial.
1: Yeah, but I feel like if I if I ever saw Frank in public... I would have a moment of just like, like,
0: (laughs) on sight. Yeah. Just like
1: (laughs) swell up slightly at him. Just like, I mean, hello. It's a pleasure (laughs) to meet you. That's valid. Um, Just like, you know, unable to control stank face. (laughs) The the whole interaction. (laughs) Just like, yes, you seem very nice.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, this has been a good return to recording. I'm very much looking forward to recording our next two episodes because, as uh, many of you know, but maybe not, uh, we record three episodes at a time, which means we get progressively drunker as we record each episode. <laughs> I
1: uh, get which progressively is progressively more belligerent. The,
0: uh, be, the intro to episode nine, she sounds that way. <laughs> yes, but uh, it's it's good to jump back into it. I'm excited. Uh, we will be recording a lot more. We're going to be recording every week now. Yeah, we're um, going to try
1: and get as much done as we can. We're still can.
0: releasing every other week, but we're going to be recording pretty much every week uh, going forward until at least January. Yeah, um, try,
1: try and get us through the holidays so that we hopefully don't yep. have interruptions in the future.
0: Exactly. And then, uh, yeah, so welcome back. Welcome any new listeners. And we'll see you in two weeks with episode 11.
1: Woo! <laughs> that jib's hidden. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Bye.